Hello, and welcome to the next episode of Ventures in Wealth Tech. I'm your host, Marshall Smith, Managing Director of First Rate Ventures. I'm really excited about this episode. I have my good friend, Ben Webster, joining me today. Welcome to the show, Ben. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate you uh, putting this on, Marshall. Yeah, well, absolutely. Well, I'm really excited about our topic today. We're going to be talking about ESG, sustainable investing, hot and controversial topic. But before we jump right into it, Ben, why don't you give us a, a brief intro on yourself and what, what background you bring to the conversation? Uh, appreciate that. Yeah. Um, as you already know, my name is Ben Webster. I'm the CEO of a company called Owl ESG. We're actually an ESG data and analytics company. Um, we've been doing this for about a decade now, so I have a lot of experience in ESG. Prior to um, uh, found one being one of the founders of Owl, I worked for multiple decades in the financial industry. Excellent. Well, great. Well, that's a great setup for our conversation today. And you know, I'd already scheduled this, you know, this uh, this meeting or knew I wanted to have you on the show, and have just monitoring Twitter and just seeing what's going on and. There's this guy named Elon Musk, and if you haven't heard about him, he started this he? Uh, company, <laughs> a little company, sem- semi-influential called Tesla. And there's a recent controversy about ESG that Elon was involved in. And actually, it was a text message chain between Bill Gates, uh, fa- former uh, founder and former CEO of Microsoft, and Elon. And uh, it was captured via screenshot, and somehow it got posted on Twitter. And more or less, it was Bill Gates texting Elon saying, hey, man, I want you to support my climate change agenda. We should do some philanthropy together. And Elon responds back with, hey, uh, Bill, uh, are you shorting Tesla right now? And Bill more or less confirms that he's shorting Tesla, but that shouldn't mean that they can't, you know, collaborate and cooperate when it comes to climate change and uh, environmental concern uh, sort sort of philanthropic uh, uh, strategies. And Elon, you know, more or less says, there's no way I'm going to, you know, help you do philanthropy around an area when you're shorting a company who is arguably doing the most to impact climate change in America with the conversion from the, uh, you know, natural resource um, combustion engines to the, uh, you know, Tesla, you know, battery engines. And, that, and it's just there's there's other examples with Elon on Twitter. I mean, I'm, I'm looking on Twitter right now. You know, Elon is, is saying ESG is a total scam. Here's another post where he says uh, he has not yet seen a list of ESG companies, in quotes, that doesn't have a, a scam company in it. And so there's this whole uh, uh, conversation going on about ESG. Is it a total scam? So, Ben, is ESG a total scam? No, not at all. Um, uh, that doesn't mean there isn't truth, some element of truth to what Elon is saying. But ESG is not a scam. ESG at its core is data. It's data on how well or, or how a company interacts and affects the environment. It's data on how a company interacts with its stakeholders. And it's data with how ethically uh, a, govern, a company governs itself. Pretty simple. Now, we all know that um, um, you know, there's a difference between having bad data and having quality data. Is all ESG data quality? No. Is all ESG data bad? No. Is some ESG data quality? Yes. And and it's it's about finding out what what which what ESG data sets have quality, what ESG data sets are uh, showing truth 
right? Um, and what ESG data sets are, are subjective, uh, biased, um, or, or, or incomplete, missing anything. So it, it's, 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 it's a difficult data set. Hands down, there's some good data, there's some bad data. But at the end of the day, anything that helps you arrive at truth, that's the good stuff. And that's what you're trying to find and what you're trying to work with. Yeah, so it's interesting. So I, I, I know another topic or uh, term that's being thrown out a lot is greenwashing. And it's the idea that it's taking ESG data and it's uh, greenwashing it, which is another way of saying it, like you're laundering that data to make it look a certain way when it doesn't actually represent that. Do you see that? What's your take on greenwashing? So, yeah, um, so greenwashing is the concept that companies are disclosing information about themselves, right, to make themselves look more environmentally friendly or socially conscious than they may seem, right? Now, to be blunt, whether they're greenwashing or not, that's an assumption, right? Um, you know, so taking a step back, right? Financial disclosures are regulated, right, and standardized, right? So, for example, there's you know, called something called gap accounting, which you know, right? Companies, are, are their financial disclosures are regulated by the Securities and Exchange Commission to actually follow certain standards, including gap reporting, so that you know, anyone who's looking to invest in those companies can compare apples to apples in, in hopefully a truthful way. And there's third-party auditors who are auditing these statements to, to try to verify these financial statements and these disclosures to verify their truth. The problem is, is that ESG disclosures are not mandatory, right? And so, so they're, they're, right now, companies are disclosing things about their ESG performance, like their carbon emissions and what have you, um, or their, 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 their results of, of their divert, hopefully their diverse hiring practices, right? Um, but there really isn't a well-developed system to audit those results, to make sure that those companies are telling the truth. And just like anything else, I'm sure there's a lot of stretching of the truth. There's probably a lot of truth, and there probably is a lot of you know, things that are just not true, right? It's, you know, until the market is developed enough where this is, you know, these disclosures are standardized, they're, re they're regulated, and they're third-party audited by, by, you know, at just at minimum, there's going to be a lot of, how you say it, shenanigans going on, right? Yeah. So that, that's kind of just where I'm at on the issue. It's, 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 it's a difficult data set to work with because there is no standardization or third-party, or very limited third-party auditing at this point. Yeah, so that's really interesting. You know, I, I know it's like the conservative perspective generally is against regulation. You know, generally, the more progressive perspective generally is more for more, you know, uh, regulation, more government imposed regulation, and particularly in the financial markets. But I think what you're getting at here may be an area where both conservatives, conservatives and progressives need to come, al come aligned, because um, what you're saying is without a regulated way to disclose, disclose ESG related data, um, you're going to have people positioning it the way that it makes them look good. Uh, and so that's sort of the greenwashing comment. And from your standpoint, the markets would have more accurate and true representative and comparable data to one another if there was better regulatory rules around ESG disclosures. And 
would that make conservatives and progressives, you know, hold hands and sing Kumbaya? What, what are your, what are your thoughts? I don't, I, I, it's potential, potentially, uh, uh, so how do I say it? ESG definitely had some overlap with ethics, right? Um, like an example is diver- diversity is a big ESG issue, right? And obviously diversity in hiring practices, diversity in the vendors you choose, um, uh, you know, all across the board, that's a big issue, right? But like in this country, we have, you know, has this long ongoing debate about affirmative action, right? So, you know, I think there are going to be those who go, well, you know, if we're, if, if, if we are required to disclose our, you know, how diverse our workforce is, right? Um, when, you know, and there, there may be, there may be those in the country that go, well, you know, hey, you know, we may not, you know, w- you know, we don't want to disclose that. We, th- we think, you know, there's a certain stance that people think that that is actually unfair and racist. There, you know, conservatives may think mm-hmm. a lot of them think affirmative action is is actually a a a, a racist race a racist practice themselves. Whereas the progressives say affirmative action is how we equalize things, right? And get mm-hmm. get get more more uh, you know yeah uh, treat uh, you know traditionally underrepresented uh, mistreated people, treating them better and giving them opportunity. So how do I say it? Uh, I, I think w- whichever direction you go, there's a definitely a political minefield <laughs> that you'll be stepping in. Well, now that you may have heard that the SEC is is looking to have certain things uh, mandatory. All right, climate, you know, climate uh, metrics mandatory, certain climate metrics and climate risks mandatory, and, and and so I think they're going to take a, they're going to be, how 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 should I say? It? progressively starting to require more and more ESG disclosure. Um, but right now, what my hope is, it's more of a truth and advertising approach, right? Where mm-hmm. if you're going to disclose it, it needs to be audited and, and, and it's got to be audited for truth. If you understand what I'm saying, I hope it's not, um, Hey, everybody has to disclose everything because there will be some major political battles in order to make that happen. Yeah, so I want to dig into this whole concept of like, you know, digging down a layer deep. So the affirmative action is, are, you know, would fall underneath maybe the S and ESG, so social, mm-hmm. you know, which would be under diversity type scoring. So like under S, there's maybe four, five, six, seven, ten, depending on how you calculate it, different categories. But then under that, there's probably dozens of data points for each of those. And so I guess my question is like, where do you see this going into the future? Because I think where it's been has been that there are these people in the industry who've been, who, who've decided what is E, S, and G and what is good and bad to per the point around affirmative, act, affirmative action. You just gave a good example of, depending on how you see that underlying concept, you could say it's good or it's bad. So tell me about the future of ESG. Are we going to continue trusting these people in the industry that tell us if a company is good for ESG or if they're good on social or if they're good on an underlying component? Or, or will people essentially be diving down to a deeper level and getting data and making decisions for themselves about that. Yeah, I think it's, I think we, we, well, I think there's two things going on, right? There, there has been an increasing demand for getting access to the underlying data. So one of the major products in the ESG data industry has been ESG ratings, right? But ESG ratings has been proven to be highly subjective. 
and and uh, you know one ratings company, let's take Tesla for example, can consider Tesla to have a great E rating, but another ESG ratings firm can have Tesla as a bad rating, give Tesla a very bad rating, and I think that's where the frustration Elon is seeing. It, it, we're, we're, the, sorry, while we're seeing frustration from Elon, right? Um, so uh, and that inherent subjectivity of ESG ratings has caused the market in general to go, hey, we need to unpack this. We need to actually look at the raw data so you can truly make an apples of apples comparison. So let's actually make a comparison on the, on the waste that Tesla generates versus the, the waste any other co- company generates, right? Uh, for per, you know, you typically have to normalize it like per some sort of million dollars of revenue or what have have you. But the you know, getting access to that raw data actually get, allows you to get what, as I mentioned earlier, into the truth of the matter. Assuming you can trust that raw data and it's been audited for accuracy, right? Um, so I think the market's going in the direction of getting access to the raw data, but you still have that issue of 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 what's good or bad, right? So. Like uh, we can let's 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 stick a, move away from the diversity topic, but let's just look at things like solar, right? Versus nuclear. Nuclear for the longest time has been labeled as bad, right? But nuclear has the least waste. It affects the least amount of endangered uh, uh, animal species, right? Like wind turbines mm-hmm. kill whole populations of of, of birds, right? Um, um, and, and solar, we still haven't figured out how to deal with that waste. And there's a significant amount of carbon, carbon uh, emissions created and carbon used to create those solar panels. Mm-hmm. So which, what, the problem that what's going to happen is, is, you know, despite getting access to the data, right, there's still going to be those who try to use ESG as, as, as a means of controlling people, right? And that's my biggest fear, good or bad. Let's let's simply label things. Let's simply label oil companies as bad. Let's simply or fossil fuel companies as bad. Where where in Tesla, you know, Elon Musk rightly says, if we got rid of all fossil fuels today, like just like this, snap our finger, they're all gone. Society would collapse. They would collapse. So we all all the things that we depend on, we need oil companies for. However, maybe let's try to look at an oil and gas company through the lens of maybe they are putting R and D into renewable energy. Maybe they are starting to sell more renewable energy, right? In comparison and put a lot of efforts to growing that part of their business uh, because they know in the long run, it, uh, you know, fossil fuels are not good. Right. And so mm-hmm. what, what, I guess where I'm, where, you know, being in the middle of ESG every day and see, you know, and being in the industry and talking to uh, people in government positions, talking to people at, at, at you know, at, at who, in, you know, have mi- billions of dollars to allocate. Um, I see how ESG, while a wonder, I think it's a wonderful and amazing thing to help us analyze how a company is, is the, 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 the non-monetary effects a company may have on, on the world through its operations. And whether it's, you know, whether it's, you know, their products or services could be good or bad for the long term of humanity um, and uh, figure out how to to create a more sustainable uh, future for our, our children and generations mm-hmm. to come. Um, I'm also I think it's a wonderful thing there, I, but I think it's on the on the flip side, it could be a really dangerous thing if if, if people use it to as a means of division and as a means of 
of of labeling people bad or things bad when you know like a lot of things are in shades of gray and in degrees and 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 I think um I think Elon Musk rightly is 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 I don't think Elon is saying it's bad to be socially responsible. I don't think Elon is saying that it's bad to try to invest more sustainably. I don't think Elon is saying it's bad to to, to want to reduce pollution to increase diversity. He's not saying that at all. What Elon is saying is don't bring politics into this. Don't bring bias into this. Don't bring a, uh, don't bring, don't use it as a means of division and of, 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 uh, and, uh, I think he's says, let don't, you know, let's get down to the real data and not award and say certain companies are good when they may not be being good. They're actually doing good for the world, but because your bad data says it's good for the world, that's what he's fighting against. He, he, he's, he wants, he's looking for truth. Um, I'm not saying Elon is perfect. I'm not saying that that he has a monopoly on the truth. But what he's asking for, I think, is let's get to the truth of this. Let's get to the real yeah. data, the good data, and let's not use this to demean people or divide people. I think that's what he, that's what his sentiment is, and I'm I'm all behind yeah. that. Yeah, he, he's he's asking for more um, um, debate. He's wanting it to be debated more fully versus for everyone to be told this is the way and you need to align to that way. And so he's he's pointing out that there may be some agendas with some of the people who are looking for uh, conformity when it comes to you know, ESG, environmental uh, concerns, sustainability, et cetera. So, you know, that's the whole debate about the climate deniers, you know, and the and and the, the people who are, uh, you know, uh, you know, claiming that the, you know, that this is settled, you know, facts and things that, about the uh, climate change and what's causing it. So it all, there are all these different debates and we're having all these proxy wars, you know, about them while not talking about the, the actual thing. So, well, that's really yep. interesting. So, uh, you know, you're a, you're a venture, um, you know, company, you're, you're, you're growing, you're in this venture space. You know, one question that I like to ask the guests on the show is just, you know, thinking about how, and this is a great theme, this, this episode is a great theme for this question, which is how do we think about like our values and the impact of running a company on, on the industry? You know, at first rate, we think about clients and our coworkers and our community as the different stakeholders of us running our business. And we have our values and we, we, we want to live our values to impact those, those people. But this venture space is known as kind of a, you know, um, uh, a, a more it's a competitive space it's a cutthroat space you know venture fundraising and you know um raising capital and getting to an exit can be thought of as kind of a brutal space and so one thing that i'm asking different people on the on the episode is just if you could wave a magic wand you could snap your fingers and change something about the venture uh funded uh startup space that would better align the coworkers. Uh, in the venture companies, backer, you know, venture back companies, the customers of, of of the companies like yours, and the community you guys are doing business in, like, what would you change about the venture capital funded startup space to be more values and impact aligned to yourself? That's a, that's a good question. Um, 
I think, you know, uh, I would say that the pro, I think venture is a very difficult industry. Um, venture capital investing specifically, it's, it's, it's often a graveyard of companies that don't succeed. Right. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're basing their, um, their, you know, their kind of whole approach to, Hey, we're going to invest in 10 companies and, and, you know, one, eight of these are going to go out of business. One is going to be, you know, moderately successful and one is going to be a massive success. And, and that massive success is what's going to drive those returns. Um, and I think that, I think that, um, what's happened and you see this in, 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 in we work and a number of the, of number of the, of the uniform unicorns crash coming, coming down to, to reality recently is that it, for a while it's been a pump and dump game, right? In order to get those huge unicorns, um, um, they need to successively grow larger and larger rounds and, 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 and try to get that, you know, get someone else to take on the risk that they, yep. you know, and, and, and them selling and, and capturing their return earlier on. Um, I, I, I think there's gotta be, you know, venture investing. I mean, it's been a while since I looked at the data, but if I, I remember I looked at it a few years ago and I could be wrong here, but the average VC firm, I think had a 2% annual return when I looked at it. Right. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, um, it's only those ones that are getting those access to those unicorns, right. And are pursuing those pump and dump strategies that are getting, getting access to the best deals and getting those massive returns because I mean, not, they don't all pump and dump. A lot of these companies are great companies, but, um, they're definitely pushed towards that type of growth. So I, so that's a long way of saying, I think is, is there a way for a venture capital firm, venture capital firms to figure out how to get, make it so those eight other companies don't go out of business. How do they, how do they figure out a way to, to help those firms um, survive longer, give them more runway to figure out how to, how to, how to um, create jobs, you know, uh, innovate and provide better services to the market that the services need. Now, obviously this is easier said than done. Um, um, I know Al would not have survived if we didn't have an, an investor who was patient and, 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 um, and worked, worked his butt off, uh, to actually, and was an angel who, who worked his butt off to help us find our product market fit. And, and I think if, 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 if venture capital firms had maybe a longer term horizon, um, and was able to give them, um, uh, give companies, more le- runway to be successful instead of pushing growth, but pushing, figuring out how to make what they're selling have the fit that it needs to be to survive and grow. Maybe you'll have, um, you'll have more VCs with, with more stable returns. Maybe they're not going to be getting the 10 Xers, but they may get a lot of three Xs, right? And, yep. and, and, and maybe that's a better model that'll create more, create more growth, create, give more jobs to, and, and more positive impact to communities and, 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 and the economy. Yeah. Well, that's great. Well, that's a great experience that you've had with your own investor who's, who's thought about sustainability of a business and what that means for the long term. 
versus I think, you know, use the term pump and dump as, you know, kind of a, an example of, you know, try to bump growth as fast as you can and then get out as fast as you can. And where that is the incentive of the capital, I, I totally agree with you. And we've seen all of the stories about companies like WeWork and others where all the employees are hurt, the communities and, and businesses around those companies are hurt. Um, and, uh, you know, the clients of those businesses can be hurt, too, because they're left holding the bag. So a more of a sustainable approach, I think, is key. And you guys are a living you know, story of that. And that's uh, it's really cool to see what you guys are doing. And you've made it to your product market fit, and now you're scaling, and uh, hopefully you've got a long runway of of uh, satisfied uh, employees, satisfied customers, and satisfied you know communities around you where you guys are doing business. So uh, kudos to you. Well, uh, with that, we're going to wrap up the episode Thank today. You. Really enjoyed the conversation. We talked about Elon, Bill Gates, pump and dumps, and <laughs> uh, value venture alignment and capital. So. A lot of fun conversation today. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Thanks for joining today, Ben. No, uh, it was great. I'd love to. I'd love to talk more about this stuff. It's it, it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, if, if people want to reach out and connect with you, what's the best way for them to do that, Ben? Um, they can go to um, our website www.owlesg.com. I can also reach me on LinkedIn and 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 shoot me a message. All right, great. Talk to you later. All right, thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Thank you.